Hello, and you are very welcome to Irish Music Gems, the podcast with Neve Dunphy, showcasing some of the best new music talent that Ireland has to offer. In this episode, Neve chats with Luke Clerken, an award-winning Irish songwriter and artist, about inspiration, songwriting, gigging, mental health, his plans for the future, and a whole lot more. Luke Clerken, welcome to Irish Music Gems podcast. How are you? Good, good. To, just good to be here talking to you. It's been a while, you know. It's definitely been a while. People won't know this, but me and you have been friends for quite a long time. So this is actually quite a nice catch-up chat. And Luke was also on um, my original Irish Music Gems radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Natalia O'Flaherty in the same day. I remember this well. That was actually, that was actually a cool week, that one. Yeah, yeah. I remember arriving late to the studio because it's a 76. <laughs> um, but we won't talk a bit. That, that's a, that should have a podcast on its own because that bus is like a ghost, you know? That bus is literally like a ghost. That's the reason yeah. why... That is the reason why I actually won't get a bus anywhere now that I live now that I live where I live because the 76 just doesn't yeah. ever it's show up. Just so unreliable, lads. Double like, bus, sort yourselves out. It's not even double bus anymore. I think it's go ahead Ireland or something. Whatever yeah, that is. What like nobody even knows what it is. I think if you're like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like if you're not a child, it's just kind of Newsflash, like, Luke Clerk and banned from Dublin bus. Luke Clerk and banned <laughs> from, from Go Ahead Ireland. Um, no longer, no Tala people allowed. Um, <laughs> so, Luke, for people that don't know you, tell us a bit about yourself. So, uh, if you couldn't tell, I'm from Tala. Um, yeah, I'm from Tala. I'm a musician, singer, songwriter, uh, mental health activist, podcast host now, which is cool, which is which is mad even to say. Um, I do a few bits for, for uh, here and there. Um, I've been playing music since I was a kid, on and off. Um, more so for the last 10 years is what I've been doing through bands, um, through different bands, a couple of different bands. And then I'm solo artist for the last like seven years or so. So it's, it's been, it's a, it's a mad journey that I'm on at the moment. Yeah. So that's me. That's me pretty, pretty much me. Yeah. It definitely is a mad journey. And to be honest, I only realized this earlier, but I've like been around for all of your like solo journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, it was crazy because it all stemmed out of, um, you know, um, my love for wanting to help people. And, um, like, you know, I wanted to do that through like music and through what I did when I was a kid and stuff, you know? So it was just, it's, it's mad. That's how I would have met you because I would have worked for a team line and done different events for them and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, yeah, it kind of spawned from that, from, from like, I still have this whole mental health activist uh, mentality for me, more so an advocate, because I, I, I like to use my music as a platform for uh, encouraging people to talk about their mental health, because it's what I do myself. Um, I've been dealing with like depression for the last 10 years, probably more. And um, maybe I didn't know it existed then, you know. So, yeah, so that's it. That's 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 my like, yeah, we would have met along the way, which is I mean, I've met a lot of people. <laughs> so it's it's crazy yeah. that just to have this catch up with you, Neve, it's really lovely. Yeah, because it's it's kind of it's kind of a funny one because I remember you and Jamie Harrington. I love Jamie to bits well, actually. Jamie's uh, my brother. Yeah, you still have like a bromance, don't just. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is um one of my favorite people in the, in the whole entire world, and um, if he ever listens to this podcast, I would hope that he will. Um, I, I just want to say I love you, bro. I love you, bro, and um, thank you for all the great memories. And we have many memories, but I won't. That's a podcast of its own. I, I'm going to say that because I swear to God, me and Jamie Harrington have so many stories together. But back to the music because that's, yeah, <laughs> I could go on for hours. 
tell you one funny story about how I actually properly met Jamie. So I was at somewhere in the city festival in 2018 with my friends, right? And I see, like, I seen him in the crowd, and I like, I called him, and he was like trying to get, he was trying to get his, he was trying to get his way to come up and uh, give me a hug, like. Yeah. And he's sure he would live. They were like, no, no, no. I was like, I said, I was like, let him go be his friend, let him be his friend. And I couldn't forget him because I was like, oh, bless him. He's a, that's Jamie. He will just do what he, what he can to put a smile on people's faces, you know. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, that's, that's basically a story. And I've many of those kind of stories for Jamie and he's amazing, you know. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit. Um, no, no, no. So, would you, going back to mental health and things, would you say that, like, music is a form of therapy for you yes in it yeah absolutely it's therapy in itself it's 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 a way of me um dealing with um different ways different things that come up in my life you know and and yeah it's me it's me basically processing shit you know and, and that's it yeah. like I, i'm processing shit i'm processing like i i got obviously my mental health but obviously things about love things about life, things about conflict within myself and within, you know, maybe my friend groups or, or outside conflict that goes on. And um, cause I've written songs about homelessness. I've written songs about obviously mental health, but activism and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's just my way of processing a lot of stuff and dealing with it. And it's also mindfulness for me because yeah. I find when I'm in a sense of like flow mm-hmm. um, it's, it's freeing. It's like you forget about what's happening and like you can go so in depth into what you're writing about. Like I've written some of my best songs in like an hour, you know what I mean? Or even yeah. less, which is crazy because I've still, I'm still working on one song, which I haven't finished and I just don't know how to finish it yet. And I've been working on this for maybe, I don't know, two months now, nearly two months, a month and a half. And I'm still like I'm finishing, I'm finishing other songs way quicker than that. So it's just mad how this all works, you know. But yeah, it's absolutely uh, therapy. It's mindfulness. It's an escape, and the sense of flow is just really freeing you. But I find that writing is a bit like a leak and tap, where it'll it'll go really smoothly for ages, and then you'll stop, and then you'll hit a snag where it's like, Ooh, "What way do I put this?" And then I stuck for like ages. Yeah, and I think that's where I'm at now. And I'm like, it's not a bad thing. You know, maybe things will change. Maybe I'll never write the song. Who knows? I'm just going to leave it to the, to the universe or whatever you want to call it, you know, and, and you know. Manifestation and all that just. Well, it's not, it, yeah, in a way. But I mean, just leave it up to, to life. And if the song wants to be written, it wants to be written, it'll come. You know, it's, it's wherever the muse takes you, you know. I sound exactly. really hippie-like, but this is why I feel like you can't really just force yourself to do something perfectly because it will never end up being perfect you know um, well like think about it right most of the best music in the world is actually written about people's imperfections that did that other people will not realize that these are people's internalized imperfections really yeah yeah i think it's a lot of vulnerability that we we show yeah. as as artists you know and yeah i think it's i think it's exactly what you just said yeah yeah if, if that's not getting too like philosophical here but you get what i mean absolutely so what's a song that you listen to when you are having a bad mental health day then um do you know that song stones by your man luke clerken um, no, honestly, uh, <laughs> Cheeky <fuck>. um <laughs> now we're allowed to say fuck that's grand um right so um what do i listen to 
I, I don't generally listen to music in that way for that thing. Like I, I just pick up my guitar, you know, or something like that, or I'll talk to my friends or I'll, I'll ring people. But there was one, one song comes to mind if I'm feeling like if it is a song, it's something good can work by um, Two Door Cinema Club because it's just so boppy. It's so boppy and it's just like gets you in the fucking mood of just, you know, dancing about. I can't dance, but like, you know, <laughs> no one sees me dancing anyway. Like I mean, if, if you, you're not watching what I'm doing on the screen, but I'm using like jazz hands. He's like firing to the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, no, that, that is a great tune. Like, to be honest with you, that whole Tudor Cinema Club album is one of my favourite albums ever. Yeah, I used to listen to it on repeat, like, you know, Undercover, Undercover Martin and yeah, just that- tunes. That song is like my, that song just reminds me of like summer 2014 for some reason and I don't know why but like yeah. I get like flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great and I remember so many people, so, so many of my friends used to cover those songs as well, like you know, so it was just there. Uh, yeah. They're still it consistent was, though. They're still yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think they released something in the last, I don't know, number four or five years or something, or maybe four. COVID just makes everything just feel so much longer. So maybe it was only like three years ago, but yeah. I think it was three years ago, because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember buying something from my friend on one. Yeah. That, that was their album. But yeah, no, definitely one of the most underrated Irish bands ever. Yeah, 100%. And um, I was living in Germany there, just before the pandemic and I had talked to my American friends and they knew who they were like they were playing them I was like they're Irish and they were like no way and I'm like yeah and I'm oh, really? like you up you up the Irish you know what I mean at so least they are like, getting away in America like you wouldn't think of yeah yeah no they were really they were really into it like yeah my friend Emma was a big fan yeah because it's not it's not often that like Northern Irish bands kind of make it to America is it like make it make it with American sort of Snow Patrol what, you know are what, they, I mean? what are they not like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow Patrol were the only ones I can think of other than other than uh, Tudor. Um, that... Five Vance. Um, Five Vance is amazing and not enough people yeah. know about him. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's quite big. I think he's quite big over in the States because of his link with Ed Sheeran and the lads, like, you know what I mean? So um, he's linked yeah. with Snow Patrol and all that kind of stuff as well. I think they're all part of the one kind of crew because you ever seen that yeah. Ed Sheeran... Uh, Documentary the songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in it. Like, yeah, Johnny McDade and the boys. Yeah. That's like, that's like mad to think they just wrote Galway Girl walking around the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that I watched that documentary. I'll, I'll probably want to watch it again because it's inspiring. I want to get delve. I'm gonna go for a big, big, pro- big, big project this year. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but you can probably guess. And uh, it's my, it's the first of these these kind of projects for me so i want to i want to actually experiment with those that kind of thing you know of maybe going to a session and maybe having a couple of rooms in the house you know renting out me gaff or something and uh putting putting different songwriters in different rooms and see what we can come up with and maybe do an ed sheeran and swap around and and it could end up being a a mad beautiful disaster but who knows what's gonna happen like you know what i mean I feel like with the people that you could get involved in this, this could actually be quite good. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky to have a have a great network of songwriting and musician friends. Like yeah, it's cool. Like I'm I'm thinking of the possibilities of this, and I like the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. The Luke Clerk and songwriting camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It would it'd be really it'd be really nice just to do that. Like you know, it's just to bring it back down to earth. I, I would love that 
you know what I mean yeah um, I'm you know I'm very sarcastic in a lot of the ways so uh, you are people, yeah. yeah yeah so but in it but it would actually be really lovely I think it would be really nice just to experiment in that and see see where the music would take us like you know I think it's all from that if you go crack a little like if you, a lot absolutely maybe. absolutely um me neck in all the waters like do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. um so you mentioned about uh traveling there so how do audiences compare in different countries to Irish audiences um it's it's a strange one um I think I've been to Scotland and I've played Edinburgh Free Fringe Festival over there they're very similar to Irish people like, yeah Scottish people are very similar Celtic blood within us or something yeah the Celtic um ancestry um so they're quite rowdy they're always up for a bit of a sing song and a bit of a laugh as well which is cool um irish crowds you know the rowdiest but most loveliest crowds ever yeah. always up for a sing song um germany which is the, probably the, the, mo- the one i would know the most besides irish because of like besides irish crowds because i think like i've been there twice but i've lived there like all together for nearly a year you know what I mean so just yeah. all together so my time traveling around and living in Mannheim I lived in Mannheim just before the pandemic and then I like in 2017 I traveled and toured all around the country like you know so yeah. um they're very much if you're up on stage they're gonna listen they're like Irish they're very serious aren't they yes but it's fucking lovely like you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's so lovely like Irish crowds um you have to tell them to shush a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially if you're singing really sad songs and stuff like that, you know. So um it's uh but they love to dance, they love to 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 roar and to sing as loud as you want them to and deafen you and it's 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 incredible, like you know, so it's but Germans, it's a it's it's a healthy balance between the both of them, like you know, it's Germans love just to listen and to pay attention to what you're doing and to actually listen. And yeah. listening is so much of what I want in my audiences because um, I sing about such, such, such personal stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? About my friend passing away, about my own mental health and my struggles with uh, love and life and everything else. And I am at my most vulnerable because I'm on my own. So a lot of the time, yeah. like I don't really play with a band. I haven't played a ba- with a band since before the pandemic. And like, like, you know, before COVID BC, you know, so yeah, it's, um, so it's, it's me. I, I feel like I'm at this point where I don't want to play to crowds that aren't going to absorb. It. Yeah. And appreciate it, but I also absorb what I'm talking about because like my songs all have messages, you know what I mean? And yeah. at the same time, beggars can't be choosers, man. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, like if some people are just going to be like rowdy, just roll yeah 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 but I think I'm at this point where I can pick and choose where I play at this point you know what I mean so it's 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 nice to have that freedom to do that you know I actually feel very proud listening to you speak thank you thank Gen- you genuinely I do because like we've been friends with you since the start so to hear you be able to say that is quite a nice thing because not not everybody that's been doing it for as long as you can do that yeah well I'm not gonna big myself up but I'm just it's at no, that point you know where I mean. I, I mean, it's just, it's more so where I want to, I just, like, I want to be appreciated for what I do. And it's like, it's not even yeah. that, like, I just, I want to pick and choose where I play. You know what I mean? It's not that I can, it's just I want to. 
and it's just like if someone has asked me to play a gig i'm not just going to play anywhere anymore you know what i mean i'm just like okay i'm only going to do this if it means something to me yeah. you know what i mean and that's what i mean you know when it's like yeah i can't just pick going to a venue and say here i'm going to play here it's just <laughs> i will if people ask me to play somewhere i i'm going to take the choice because i don't need to yeah. play everywhere anymore because i did enough of that when i was was like when i came up in in, in this industry like you know what i mean and i'm still up and coming and yeah. as ed sheeran would say like i'm in a fucking elevator you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but it's it's cool it's nice to be able to you know just I, what i've learned over the last especially over the last two years is just i think it's about self-worth you know what i mean yeah. and not just playing every single place that will have you you know what i mean yeah. i think it's important for us as artists to to know and it's not just me it's people even people just starting off you know yeah play play a certain amount of gigs to get the get the experience and get the get the like get to know what the stage is like and get to know what the microphones are like and everything every kind of every bit of your stagecraft up but at the same time don't um just overdo it because i made that mistake you know what i mean i made that mistake and at the same time i don't regret any of it because it's all part of the process of it all isn't it you know why do you refer to it as a mistake I just think I um, I think you can make yourself too available or at least yeah. look too available you know what I mean and then people mm-hmm. don't so now I'm valuing my valuing what I do and I, I'm, I'm yeah I'm just this is getting really deep Neil <laughs> but um, oh, what can I say to yeah, yeah no but it, it's just I think it's just you know um, I'm just learning about the artist that I am and, and what I what I like and what I don't like and I think that's really it and I think it I don't maybe mistake wasn't wasn't the right word but you know there was parts of me was like, yeah there wasn't part there was parts of me that I feel there is parts of me that I feel um wish I hadn't done so many gigs at the beginning but at the same time I played 250 gigs in my first year you know what I mean or more you know what I mean? And I played all over the country festivals and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I think, um, right, what I do now is I can pick, as I said, I'm picking and choosing what gigs I'm playing and only playing if I feel like it's going to be something, I'm going to get something out of it. In it, in that, that's mean in a fulfilling way, you yeah. know what I mean? If I'm going to feel fulfilled after it, if I'm going to, if I feel that this, this gig will make a difference, then I'll do it, you know. Yeah. And then I just play my own sessions that I, that I'm part of as well, like, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Also, because you're my friend, then I can say this. Please prioritize accessible, uh, accessible venues. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because not an awful lot of major or independent artists do that. Yeah, 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 and it's something I remember. I put up a post about doing a gig in Tala recently, and yeah. I don't know what, what what's going to happen with that. But anyway, and that's on the long finger for now. Um, yeah. Sorry, Tala. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I just, I, 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 I have big projects to work on, so that's going to come later on, I reckon. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I remember you asking about the access and, and, and the, the place that I was actually looking at has the access there. Oh, so really? Let's, let's see what goes on. Let's see what happens, you know. Let's but yeah, thank you, for, thank you for, for, for even reminding me of that. Like, you know, I just think it's something that's not within our, our mindset and it's something that should be. And I think it's something that, that needs to be talked about like so yeah fair play you need um, no and I, understand, up, like, you know? and I understand like this isn't me having a swipe at non-accessible venues around like i get it but 
but I feel like since I have the kind of capacity to be able to say these things. Absolutely, and, yeah. And especially that I do have friends within the industry now. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it gives it gives me a scope to get the word out as well. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I actually used to work at festivals back in the day and, and on the the wheelchair like ramps and stuff like that at festivals. Yeah, yeah. And you like you know, big the bigger promoters really, really do a lot. You know what I mean? And it's it's really great to see that. Yeah. They honest honestly, like a lot a lot of the a lot of the major ones do do a lot now yeah. i don't i don't know why do you see my rant on twitter about this but um i was trying to get electric picnic tickets i couldn't get them so i'm snapping about that yeah but, but one thing i will say is that their their access page to like show what they were already gonna have was very impressive yeah 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 it's um i i've 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 worked at that festival as well, and it's it's like it, they do a lot of stuff, like you know. So it's amazing. I'm very jealous. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Cause like there was twenty thousand people in front of me in the queue, and I was like, oh. "That's a so, shame." So anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway unfortunately. So you mentioned a lot about um other projects. You've got an EP coming out soon, Andre. Yeah, yeah. So I released an EP on the first of April. Um which is called L Compass. What get, what's the concept behind the CP? Um, I recorded, I wrote the first song on the EP, which is called Lost in Translation. I released it last year. Yep. I wrote that when I was in Germany. I went to Germany the second time. The first time around, I was traveling and I, I, was, I was moving around a good bit. So my mental health was only minorly <laughs> affected by, by being away from home. But I got really, really, really fucking homesick when I was over there and... I just didn't really connect with all the people as much as I would have liked. And maybe it's because of my own um, Irishness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, um, I think sometimes because of sarcasm that we have and, and the band day, it doesn't really connect. And, and also I was just left a lot of the time to my own devices. So I wrote a song called Lost in Translation with, with uh, Yako, who is the producer of the whole EP. We wrote that song within, this is it, we wrote, we actually wrote that song within about a half an hour, you know? But I mean, I spent about two months processing that shit in my head. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's the first one, the first song. Um, the whole concept of it, like Owl Compass itself, it's like, this is really deep. But um, I just have this concept of where this idea even, or I can't I don't even know how to, to, to say it in words properly. But um, yeah, it's just this thing I have. Like, it's like I feel like an owl is my my spirit animal or something, you know. And, and yeah, it's, on the... it really kind of shows up in places where, like, a picture of an owl or or a woman in a dress where with owls on it will just show up. And when I'm feeling really uh, anxious or homesick, and it will show me that I'm on the right path. This is really, really, really deep, Neve. And I'm, I'm, I, I, I'll go, I, I just dive right into things. And here we are. We like deep on this podcast. It's fine. We like yeah. deep on this podcast. So when I was when I was in Germany the first time, I I, I was staying in different houses and I'd always see owls. And it kind of goes back to a, a friend of mine who passed away, and she had this this really uh, love for it. And we she was adamant that we were we were decorating a a service, a mental health service in Tala, and she was uh, she was adamant that we would put owls on the walls. And then she passed away, unfortunately. And then. Oh. Yeah, it was like the year after 
uh, another friend passed away that same year and then it was the year after that I went to Germany and that like it was just I was process- processing a lot of grief and everything so when I went away um yeah it's like it was my L compass is like it's like shows me that I'm on the right path you know what I mean yeah, and I'm no, seeing, get, and I'm seeing these get. and I'm seeing these like wherever I was sleeping and I was playing sleeping in places I wake up and then someone doesn't owl teddy on the wall or or um, I'm playing in a venue in Cologne and the, the emblem of the venue in Cologne, it's, there's an owl on it. And like, yeah, it was just, it's crazy. And it still follows me. It's still everywhere. And it's not, I, I, I probably sound like some mad hippie again. You but, don't, um, <laughs> you don't, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where, it's, that's where it comes from, the, the concept. So it's like, I wrote this I like song. that, that's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's, 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 it's something I've never really explained before on a podcast. Um, yeah well i do get the deep answers like you know? yeah but um now i've i have a very like similar like vicinity with things it's like whenever like whenever i'm needing like look of something a lot for something i'll always like see a pigeon somewhere and then that reminds me of that yeah 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 so it's, I'm, it's I... the same thing yeah 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 um... do you know what i mean mm-hmm it's something like um, I'm finding a lot of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's comfort or, or or something like that when I see robins, you know, robins. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. There's this thing about robins and that they're like, you know, signs from people who have passed away to say that you're on the right path or that yeah. they're here for you or it's a reminder of them or something like, you know, and I, I do believe in that stuff. It's like, it's it's weird. Um, I didn't use it and then that happened and I was like, yeah, okay, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really going delving in deep stuff that's not music based, but I love it. It's cool. That's but that's how I do this. I tend to get like the really deep answers out of people. I think it's got the big Yeah, I, I'm just deep in general. I wear my heart my sleeve anyway, like so. But yeah, no, I know you're forgetting lovely. you're forgetting how long I know you. Mm-hmm. Um so also important to mention all the proceeds from the CP are going to Ukraine, is that right? Well, for the release weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a release weekend, and then we're I'm doing a gig in uh Chennai on the keys there, and all the money from that will go towards um go towards the Ukraine. Um it goes for the, the Red Cross um the Ukraine crisis appeal. So they're helping people on the ground and people basically put the infrastructure back in place that's been like obviously been torn apart at this moment you know and helping people who've been affected by it and everything like you know so it's 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 uh it all came out of an idea um from myself that it's called creatives for ukraine and and it's part of it i'm part of a two collectives right now at the moment it's like circle sessions and the uh, smithfield creatives and this is smithfield creatives and um, basically our baby <laughs> you know um, and mine, yeah. mine, mine and the founder adam uh, we, um, I just got onto him and I saw this picture of this young girl who was um, killed by um, a Russian bomb and it just really broke my heart when I saw it and I was like, I just need to do something and I'm quite like, I'm a, I'm a musician so I don't have a lot of money or a lot of things to give. So I'm like, I'm just going to give my music and if I can do that and get my loads of my friends together and get a venue on board and we've done it, like, you know, and, and I think it's yeah. really important to, to be able to do that and there's a few groups that are, are doing this at the moment, a few musicians, a few artists, just people of all like backgrounds are doing this. And I think it's so important that we, we help our fellow humans, you know, and, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I, it's the least I can do, you know what I mean? So I'm very like that. Maybe the most I can do. <laughs> I'm very like that. Like if I see something and it affects me, I'll get this compulsion to physically do something. Yeah. 
until... and then when you feel you feel kind of helpless you're like yeah how 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 can I do something else what can I actually do you know yeah but it's one of those things where everything helps so anybody that listens to this please go and buy Luke's EP not for only his great music, but for to, to support people in the UK. Yeah, so it's all it's the really it's it's the proceeds from Bandcamp. The reason why I've chose Bandcamp it's because um I don't know what what I don't if we won't talk about Spotify, but um, yeah, you can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on everywhere else. But um Bandcamp on on the Friday the first, all of the the stream in like the income, the revenue goes straight to me, and then it will go straight to Red Cross. Whereas on other like they do this thing where it's 100% of the proceeds of uh, everybody so if, if you have friends who are on a band camp um, going down I didn't know this about go, this yeah so it's, it's, I think it's like the the first Friday of every month I think it's maybe going to stop in April I'm not sure they, they just started this to support artists during COVID so what I'm going to do I'm going to take advantage of that and take the money that whatever money we raise on that Friday and Saturday and Sunday give it to to Irish Red Cross you know so ah oh, yeah no, I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really Bandcamp are really like really supportive of of artists, like you know, when it's independently run, like you know. So that, cool. expl- that explains why I was getting sent Bandcamp links and I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, no, I think it's an honestly, I think it's a nice thing that you're doing because like. Thank you. Hats off to you. A lot of people wouldn't do it. So. Another side to you that people may not know is that you have recently achieved a music degree from Bollywood College. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just um, it's music and media. <laughs> so yeah, I did no, my I first, that. Yeah, I did my first two years in a first two years in the rock school in Ballier, and then I went. I came back after I was in Germany, and I did a degree in media production management, which ties in with the music as well. So it's 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 a. Uh, yeah, it was intense. I mean, it was a really intense year. The two years were really lovely because I was just doing what I love and I, I did really well. And you know, but then COVID hit and and I did I did it on Zoom like we are now. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just that was difficult. Yeah, it was so so difficult. And but at the same time, I had a lovely class and lovely people in my who were around me and lovely teachers and like you know, it was nice. Do you think like studying um? music as an actual like subject has changed your frame of how you look at it? I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago about this um, I, I studied songwriting primarily like especially when I was in Germany um, and like I feel I that's what I primarily am I'm a vocalist and a songwriter I wouldn't really call myself a guitarist but other people would say differently anyway but um, I, I, I look at songs a lot more intensely I think especially when people are performing and sometimes it ruins it for me so yeah. I try to switch I have to switch that off you're analytical because, like yeah in a way yeah 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 and critical and self-critical as well um yeah. I'm like this person's writing better songs yeah and but it makes me look and it makes me take songs apart and all that kind of stuff but at the same time I'm learning to switch that off and it's to take, take off the, the singer-songwriter cap and um to just enjoy the music and you know, enjoy the tunes and sing along and and uh, you know I love good hook I'm I'm really really all about my sing along choruses right now yeah and I noticed that so it's something that I, I want to do more of and I always look for the hook in a song you know what I mean and it's yeah. I, when I find one it's just like it's beautiful you know can I just say that that, that video where you are like um singing in the street 
and the car stops <laughs> you. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if anyone hasn't seen that video yet. Um, so basically what happened was um, all of this is a risk. Getting up on stage is a risk. Playing music is a risk. Doing yeah. what we're doing right now is a risk. And it's all it's a risk that takes us to the next steps. And on that day, on that night, I was in the cobblestone. We just sold out the room, which was incredible to arrive and, and to realize that we sold out somewhere. I was freaking out because I was like, what if people, more people want to come in? <laughs> yeah. It took me a second to realize, Luke, you just sold out somewhere. You know what I mean? And That's very it's like, I, Yeah, it's mad. It was crazy. And we did it. And then um, I say we because it was like a, a joint effort between me and my friends. You know, um, I had three really lovely special guests on the night who were Quiva, Weekly, uh, Emmett O'Brien and Ray. Um, just three of my favorite people in the world and three super, super talented people. So um, they, they were there and... It came to the end of the night and I got a, I, I had I had this song called Guess I'll Never Know. It's not recorded anywhere. It's nowhere yet, but it has this sing-along chorus and it's like, um, may your light shine on. Yeah. It's like, I got everybody to repeat that. I sang really out of tune, but I don't care. Anyway, so anyway, uh, I get to know seeing that and I, I was like, okay, guys, um, I did this once before in Germany, but we'll go back to that. Um, I was like, keep singing this and follow me outside. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, like four degrees three degrees outside and I was like what am I actually doing I didn't think a lot I went out we ended up in, into the lane like there's a lane a one-way street just outside the cobblestone and then um, yeah I brought them outside and I was like okay let's do this and then car <laughs> 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 this is what happened like yeah we were I was in the middle of singing and the car came by and I was like car and then uh they uh everybody just moved out of the way and then we moved back into the road and then car again and then um, yeah it was re- but it was really lovely it was really part of the moment and I feel like you know there was people who came to see me and they were from like America and oh, really? they were just over for maybe the weekend or something and then they saw me and that I was playing and, and then like like there's just random people and these people are going to go back and say this mad Irish cunt fucking just got them outside <laughs> and and just you know and just got them to nearly nearly got them hit by a car and, and you know what I mean so it's mad yeah, yeah. Oh, to be fair, it was like, it was funny. Yeah, I, and honestly, it's one of the best moments of my, um, of my uh, career. Yeah, amazing, like, you know. What is the best moment of your career? Um, I think playing Take Back the City in front of like 18,000 people <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in 2018 was really, really, really incredible. But I like you, listen. It's just, I don't think it's ha- like the, the the best part of my career hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. I'm always looking for that next, next, next thing and um, whatever that way will be, you know. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of them. I think there's just many moments. I can't just pick one, but like, obviously that comes out because of the most people. But yeah, I'm just waiting for that. The next moment, whatever the next moment will be, will be my best in it, you know. Yeah. It's like, I kind of feel like once you've hit like those moments that you wanted you always like cry more and you don't kind of like sit and think oh yeah the shit like I actually did that like yeah the way you had to process the fact you sold out uh, yeah 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 it's just because I have I'm my own manager and my own label and my own everything you know what I mean and it's like a lot of us independent artists do that we have to wear so many different hats you know yeah. what I mean um I'd rather just wear the one, which is just the music and the songwriting and stuff like that. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen like that way, that, that easy, you know. 
So um, you just have to do everything yourself. So I had the manager hat on that night. I had the, the booking agent hat on that night. You know what I mean? I had the stage manager hat on that night as well, trying to get everybody in, in the loop. So it took me a while to calm down and, and to really, really delve into what was happening. And then when I got up there, that's everything just goes out the window. You know what I mean? And it's just okay. like, okay, it's just me and the audience. How can I keep them like enthused and keep them on the, just keep their eyes on the stage and their attention on the stage for an hour and 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I did it. You know what I mean? So it's all a challenge. As I said, it's a risk, Eve. you know? So. Do you know what, man? I think all of life is a risk, isn't it? Yeah, just someone says walking across the road is a risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, literally. You know? Or in, or in case of you playing music in streets and then you're going to hit by a car. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, I think the point for the point for me with this, where I kind of went, oh, I've kind of hit a cool point with this was getting the interview at Melanford. Yeah, yeah, Emma is a lovely human being. She like, honestly, she is. And if she's listening to this, I just want to thank her for giving me her time again, because yeah, she's yeah. Been so kind to me since as well. Emma's just very helpful whenever like anybody needs anything from her. Like if, if she can do it, she will help you. And it's really lovely. I, I still go back to it. She sent me this list on about four or five years ago of all the like different radio stations and, and all that oh, kind of really? stuff and different venues around Ireland and I literally used it only like two weeks ago to to get gigs and stuff like that so you know it's, nice. she gives you a, a directory so like she just gives you the the tools to do it and then you use those tools and that's what I've done and she was yeah it was very very helpful so if Emma if you're listening to this thank you so much again yeah. for that you know that's like everybody that's had any interaction with Emma that we know always has something very nice to say about her yeah yeah, you can't say a bad thing about it. I don't really say a bad thing about anybody, so but she's just really, really, really helpful. And she's just the loveliest yeah. person. I think my next one up to have on this podcast, if I ever achieve it, is that your? Yeah, yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, because like you know, I'm like a and super. Up. Yeah, yeah. I so, saw your picture on a uh, Instagram recently. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, um, do you remember when you did the gig in Doyle's? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you stood on the table. I wasn't actually even meant to be at that. Mm-hmm. I was like. I, I, I was in a pub in, I was in a pub in, uh, in Tala and uh, that was happening. And my mates just ran off. Here, we're going with the Doyle's. Ed Sheeran's playing. Bye. <laughs> really? I was like, okay, I had, to, I had to run the gig. I couldn't really move. I couldn't leave. But I, I got to see him uh, do his storyteller's gig. In, in Whelan's I got Did in you? to see that which was really cool yeah I got to see it was a really mad story yeah but it was really nice to see that that and, was the, yeah. that was the one Ed gig that I couldn't get tickets to I, I I just basically showed up outside with a load of my friends and we were singing and they came up to us and they were like um, hey guys um, we've got some good news and some bad news um, and I'm like yes um, good news is uh, those with ID are going to come in bad news is if you don't have id well we're not letting you in i'm like bye guys <laughs> obviously i'm really bad <laughs> idea on me so i went in and i went in it was lovely uh, this was 2015 yeah because that was that doyle's thing was jesus 20 17 so uh 2014 um yeah it would have been yeah it would have been absolutely because i would have been in malloy's and tala at that point 
Yeah, so that would yeah, that would have been there, wouldn't it? Because you were was that when you went to Tala? No, 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 no. We were talking about those times. Fair enough. Uh, um, yeah. But, no, no, I went I went to IT Tala in like 2010 and I don't remember any of it, but uh, <laughs> to be fair to be fair though, like I will say as well, sitting down with you for that interview that we did in Tala while it was very random. It was one of my favourite ones to do as well. Out of all the interviews I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I think I just I just like to shite on about things that I... Um... It's, not, it's not that. I think it was because obviously we've been friends before that as well. But mm-hmm. like, it was one of those things where I was like, I kind of... It, again, it was one of these deep conversations because I listened back to it a while ago. And um, I don't know, I think conversationally we just gel very well. Yeah, yeah, I think you're just, you're just a great interviewer and you can just like, you can get the, I'm, I'm delving into such deep stuff right now and I'm, 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 I'm in my gaff, like, you know what I mean? So when you're able to get this shit out of me, like, you know. You're like sitting, you're like sitting in your rack. Yeah, yeah, Basically. absolutely, yeah. So just, you mentioned earlier about you've jumped on the podcast bandwagon, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so my, me and my, one of my best friends, my brother, um, is they Shane Barry have uh, set up a podcast called Muse Talk so it's basically you probably get a bit mistaken because it's the muse but it's about reflection and music muse like is another word for like reflection and we want it it's about inspiration as well and the, I talked about the muse earlier like the muse for inspiration what inspires us but it's also about reflection and it's about it's basically the premise for it is two lads in our 30s because believe it or not I just turned 30 last year and you Shane, thank you and um Shane just turned 31 and um we are very busy in what, everything that we do and like we both deal with our own like struggles like with mental health and personal stuff you know and we're trying to just we always we have these conversations where we just ring each other and like I'm like bro um I'm not feeling great today so much is going on and it will be vice versa he will ring me and we will help each other through our shit you know so yeah. we we want to do that but for other people as well so we invite like different people on like different and um, like we had uh Shane's brother Dean Barry who is a UFC star and um, he's the third he's the third and only third and only what, what am I saying he's, the, he's one of the three only Irish people in the UFC right now and uh, besides like Conor McGregor and a guy called Ian Gary who is his such a similar name, Ian Gary and Dean Barry, but we had him on and it's like, he's been through a lot of stuff, you know, and, and uh, adversity and he's overcome it and he's come out the other side, you know? So it's just really, uh, we want to just be able to help people that are going through the same things as us, you know, and things that we've been through and are going through, you know? So it's about that. It's about finding balance. It's about just delving into the creative mind and just, if we can help people, if we help one one person, and today on that podcast that I recorded, um, like I help, I got help from Dean because, like, you listen to it because it's really, it's it's really, really just really important stuff that we talk about, and yeah, I listen to it and share it everywhere on all platforms for free as well. That'd be amazing, but yeah, it's 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 a mad, it's like me if you can probably like say this to yourself it's a mad thing to be to be doing this kind of stuff like and, and to it's another creative outlet for me and it's I'm learning to grow I'm learning new things of how to actually um record at all. like I, I obviously record a lot of my own stuff now at the moment because I, I did all my EP remotely 
but now yeah. it's just record different people and to learn how to do different things and, and you know what I mean it's just like learning as we go along I learned how to use a digital desk day in a way today you know so yeah it's so, it's it's yeah it's bad you don't realize how much you learn by doing because like most people don't know this but I have cerebral palsy and I'm in a wheelchair but the good thing about this for me is, is that I don't get perceived as being in a wheelchair because it's because it's my voice it's just me yeah but like either it's, way you know, either way it doesn't it doesn't doesn't separate like you from the person that you are like you know what I mean I think yeah. it's important to 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 like you know for you to be you and not to have to separate yourself like you know what I mean and, and I think it's important for you to know that like regardless of what what physical um things that you uh have going on that you're still an amazing person and I think that's really like important you know so well, it's one of those things where it's like I I like being a voice in people's ears and being appreciated for it yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of a funny one because I you were saying you kind of use like that you do use music as sort of like therapy mm-hmm. these chat like these chats do help like to help me with stuff like even through even through lockdown doing this was really manageable for my mental health yeah 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 and I did so much of that kind of stuff myself like setting up like workshops online workshops and all that kind of stuff and it's during during COVID so it was like we kind of really got out of our comfort zone to me oh yeah 100% but see this is the, and this is another point that I know you're going to find valuable as well so I'm trying to get like the point across of keeping these virtual avenues open as well for people with disabilities that aren't able to access like stuff like gigs or workshops yeah 100% as as easily as possible as as easily as an everybody person would and yeah like like um I'll I'll send you a link to a thing that one of my friends wrote on on um Twitter about being a disabled music journalist and what the cha- what the challenge of that is like and this is why the need for virtual events yeah things like that isn't is a necessity so I'm hoping that post COVID it can still be a thing but I'm seeing I'm seeing actually people are still doing these kind of things which is really amazing like you know and, and the fact that I think I'm watching a lot of interviews on the internet and stuff like that. I think it was like, I'm a big fan of Zoe Deschanel at the moment because I'm starting watching, I started watching New Girl recently. New Girl's great. And um, she, she, she uses Zoom like as well. And she, she interviews people through Zoom and a lot of the podcasts and all that kind of stuff are doing that. So I think it's, it's a good way of doing it. You know what I mean? And maybe we'll delve into that with Muse Talk as well. Like, you know. I think you should, I think you should because there's a potential for some, like for some global reach for you as well. Yeah, know. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because again, people underestimate the power of being able to like sit in front of a computer, sit in front of a computer with a microphone. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I just, I'm just thought of my my housemate, and I won't say say their name. I won't say their pronoun either. Um, but um, they uh have told me of how they just walk around in their pajamas and wear a suit jacket. And so it looks like they're in work <laughs> and they're actually in their pajamas and when they're on Zoom calls to people. So I think people probably do the same thing in their underwear. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, 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 it's letting people be able to do things. I am actually wearing my jeans right now. Um, <laughs> just to let you know. Um, just, yeah. 
just I just raised my, just for the listeners I just raised my leg into the camera just to show me that I wasn't wearing just my underwear <laughs> anyway oh what's going on my life is so um crazy right now I'm, I'm just talking shite anyway that's gonna sound like the funniest ASMR ever into that microphone as well <laughs> oh my god that's brilliant actually talking of that talking of like what underwear no <laughs> So my friend had a job interview during uh, during COVID, and he yep. literally put like literally put a shirt on, and I think just left like tracks of bottoms on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew he couldn't say, "Oh, so funny." Yeah, it's 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 just it's mad, yeah. It's mad. Luke, I've really enjoyed this. Just to finish up, I'm gonna ask a question that I ask at the end of every podcast. I miss saying a lot because this is the first episode of season three. Luke Clerk and what is your Irish music, Jen? I'm why. Um, it has to be Crazy World by Aslan. Why? Um, in within the last year, last couple of years, maybe I've always loved that song. I just I think it's, it's a great the, song. I think it's one of the songs that I I, I remember going to the St Mark's GAA discos in, in Springfield and Tala, and hearing that song for the first time and all that kind of stuff. But then I got to I got to meet Chrissy Dignam um, a few years back. He came into to IT uh, IT to, well, you have IT talent in my head. He came into Ballyfermot. <laughs> he came into Ballyfermot College to give us a talk and chat about that song and everything. And uh, one I was actually asked to play it but I didn't know how to play it at the time and I was just I, well I, I could have just probably played it but I just didn't have the confidence to do it and my friend played it instead his name is Kotze shout out to Kotze if you ever listen to this um, and since that moment I just fell in love with the song even more and over the last year or so I've started playing it at my gigs and you know especially now with what's going on in Ukraine with what's just happened with Covid and everything like we are living in the craziest time within our generation Eve anyway so it just oh, it's yeah. something that it just resonates with me, with me at the moment and um, I also played it with Glenn Hansard um, and, oh my God. and just s- some of my really amazing friends like Colin Gavin and um, uh, Philly Ahern and Owen on Keeley and uh, on Glacken, sorry, not on Keeley, on Glacken. Sorry, there's so many owns and like just lo- loads of different musicians and stuff like that during um, during uh, the St Patrick's Cathedral um, busk for uh, for the Simon community in, in 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 December. And the reason why I, I chose that song is because what's going on within like obviously with music within the last year is like this. The, can you that line? Can you hear the sound of nothing? Yeah. And then we just stop, we just pause. Nothing, you know what I mean? And that line has just resonated with me so much. And my friend Mick McLaughlin, I don't know whether you know Mick the busker, um, he used to always do that busking, him and Philly Heron, when we used to busk there, we used to busk together back in the day. So yeah, it's, um, I just chose that song because it's just, it means a lot to me and Chrissy Dignam and Aslan are probably one of the best singers and probably one of the best bands to ever come out of Ireland ever. And we'll oh, probably yeah, be. And I actually introduced this song to my friend and um, my housemate, um, who's from India. And I say this song is the Irish national anthem because it may as well be <laughs> because wherever you sing it, people will know it and people will sing yeah. along. You know what I mean? And it's just that that kind of thing, you know. And people yeah. always murmur the Irish national anthem, unfortunately. Um, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had a moment there because you said you're from Glen Hansard, and Glen Hansard is like my music hero. Yeah, yeah, he's my too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, 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 yeah, I've been very, very lucky to, to be able to, um, 
you know. That's actually little... somebody I'd like to get on this as well. Yeah. One day, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, we live in hope. We live in hope. Luke, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you? Um, all of the social medias. Um, at Luke Clerken. So it's C-L-E-R-K-I-N. At Luke Clerken on the Facebook, um, the Insta, and the Twitter, the Twitter. And uh, yeah, I do TikTok sometimes, but once every blue moon, so. Yeah, don't actually. go to my TikTok. No, I, I've done like three TikTok videos in my life. I didn't think you would do TikTok as well. I did, yeah. Just COVID times, you know. We do these things. It's going to be too awkward for TikTok. I am so awkward for TikTok, but like anyway. I, I Yeah, anyway, we won't delve into that. Um, thank you so much, Neve. No problem. And also, I feel like we need to say this, having such a strong conversation about mental health. If anybody feels the need to speak, definitely reach out to people that hear because everybody has somebody that hears absolutely and it's um like it's okay not to be okay and uh i'm just gonna quote stones because it's like it's a thing that comes back at me but it's all the time and it's something that like i live by little little stones become boulders when they hell for long enough so if you share those those problems um and seek help like counseling saved my life so uh i think it can help you as well and if it doesn't i hope that there's some other way that you could find your uh yeah your solace you know people underestimate the power of um counselors and a good counselor yeah Definitely. absolutely yeah yeah and i've been very very lucky you know and um yeah thank you so much for your time look i've really enjoyed this chat thank you so much neve and thank you for listening to my um shouting on <laughs> anytime it's always a pleasure you have been listening to neve dunphy and irish music gems the podcast if you would like more amazing content, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Irish Music Gems Podcast. This podcast has been edited and produced by Dara McNicholas at McNicholas Media. Thanks very much for listening.